0: got to start on some of the work we need to do around here, around the church, and uh, Don and John and Ruben were working on this breezeway out here. You're not going to see it very well, but if you look closely, we have new, uh, what do we call it, support beams between the breezeway and the the, uh, auditorium itself. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Yet, uh, we had talked about tearing that down, but it really gives us good shade out there. And uh, we are actually repainting it and renovating it. Uh, Ted, we were out there yesterday. Uh, I'm calling Ted, Ted the tool man, Hardesty. Okay, Ted's on the soundboard. He has this contraption. It's, it's a gas powered thing that's got about 10 different adapters. And my goodness, Dwayne, you'd love this thing. It's almost as good as your wheelbarrows, you know. It it uh, it, uh, it can be an edger. It can be a slicer. It can fix dinner. It does just about anything. Anyway, you should have seen Ted out here with his uh, helmet on, look like a beekeeper, and just going to town. It was fun. I want to update you on uh, what's happening with the preschool. And uh Remember about a month or five weeks ago, the um, Caterpillar Clubhouse, which is across from El Cerrito had their graduation here in our gym, and the families that were here loved it. They really enjoyed the gym and playing outside in the park, and for all of you that had helped to keep up the park, thank you so much, but uh, they really loved it, and Don said to him, he said, hey, if you're ever looking for a place, um, let us know. And we didn't know what would happen from there, but they were looking for a place. So at this point in time, um, the board, as of Wednesday night, uh, decided that we would like to pursue a relationship with them, which means that it's not all worked out yet. But uh, they'd like to come here. We'd like them to come here. And would you pray for us as we work on this possibility together? Where we are right now is that... um, Uh, we need to work through the city for our zoning and how all the different uh, legal processes would work, Uh, not only with a nonprofit status and uh, having a preschool here. We want to do that the right way and also to uh, uh, start working on room assignments and things like that. Now, what we're looking at is that possibly in the fall, either September or November, we will have between 40 and 60 Uh, children, preschool, and they will be here from 6 in the morning until 6 in the evening, Monday through Friday. And I told them, my office hours are not going to be 6 in the morning till 6 in the evening, but uh, they're going to be here. Uh, They have a staff of about seven. There are two owners, both of them are Christian owners, uh, Amber and Holly. Amber is the one that actually started Loving Hearts Preschool over at Foothills, and uh, just wonderful folks. Uh, initially, they probably will be in the lower floor over by the offices over here because we have our nursery and space in that area. They will be doing a lot of the upgrade that we need to do to make it work, putting in doors or sinks as necessary and and uh, fire alarms and smoke alarms and things like that. So um, that's what we're looking at, and what we're looking at also is the fact that we have 40 to 50 um, families, many of them on church, that will be in our doors every day. Now, does that bring people to the church? No, not necessarily. Does that bring people to the church if we're telling them about Jesus and we have our act together? Yes, it does. So we have an opportunity here that's pretty exciting. I want to ask you this. Anybody have any questions right now? Because I want you to be able to pray with us in this process and pray with as much knowledge as we can give you. Any questions? Sound good? Anybody awake? Hey. Hey. Be praying, will you? And we will let you know. And if you have questions during the week, uh, talk to me, talk to Lee. Uh, I'm heading to City Hall tomorrow morning to talk to them about uh, the uh, conditional use permit and all the things that need to happen. But just pray we do things the right way. Remember, our goal is to bring glory to God in Malala. And our mission statement is we exist to what? We exist to help others find and follow Jesus, right? Evangelism, discipleship, that's why we're here. And it's about others, not just about us, okay? So uh, that's the latest update on that. Now this morning, take out your Bibles, and I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Hebrews six, verses one to three. Let me read those to you. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and a faith in God, instructions about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment, and God permitting, we will do so. If you notice outside on the sign, the sign for today's sermon says, moving on up. Remember the Jeffersons, that old TV show? Uh, moving on up to the east side. Well, we're not moving to the east side, but at the same time, I want to know right now, are you guys willing to move ahead in your question walk? Or are you just comfortable just staying where you are? You want to move ahead? Do you really? Are you ready for that question this morning? Need a little more coffee, right? A little more coffee would help. Hey, that's one of those questions that sort of hits you between the eyes, doesn't it? Uh, probably some of you are saying, I made it this morning, right? And that's moving on up. That's as close as I could get to moving on up so far today. But folks, our goal is not just to stay where we are, but to move ahead. We need to do more of that. I need to do more of that we all need to do more of that together I remember when I went to grade school at Hector Campbell grade school in uh, Milwaukee, Oregon Started in first grade went through sixth grade and In first grade. I was in a In a room that was at the top of the hill second grade I was at the top of the hill Third grade, I was partway down the hill. Fourth grade, I was part way down the hill. Fifth and sixth grade, I moved down to the other end of the school, and I remembered every year being excited that I'm going, I'm moving further down that way, where the big kids are. And I got that experience of seeing what it was like to move ahead each year. In fact, I was really glad to be out of that 1st grade classroom because my mom, from her kitchen window, could look into my first-grade classroom and know what I was doing. It was great to get to second grade. I was really glad to get there. But uh, every year, it was that moving ahead that was so exciting to me, and we sometimes lose that anticipation or that desire that we need to make a change. And what we're seeing here in in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, the writer of Hebrews is saying, folks, it's time to move ahead, time to get past the elementary stuff and to move ahead. Now, there are three sets of elementary stuff that we see here. It took me a while to understand this verse, but it's like A, B, and C, and there are two points under A, two under B, and two under C. So... Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. Number one, this is A, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and to faith in God. That's A. Many of us get so caught up in saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Would you forget me? Lord, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? Lord, thank you for a good day. Lord, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? You understand that cycle that we get into? And we go up and down and back and forth. And and then we say, I need more faith. And if I had more faith, I wouldn't have to say, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. And then have a good day. And then, Lord, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? You see that cycle that we get into? What the writer is saying here, these acts that lead to death, we're not talking about physical dying, but we're talking about that kind of spiritual death that leaves you dead. Get past it. Time to move on. Do you realize that, Gene, Jesus has forgiven you for the sins that you're going to commit tomorrow as well as the ones you committed yesterday? Or that you might commit tomorrow. I'm not saying you have to. But he's forgiven you. You understand that. And so even when you ask forgiveness, it's not a cycle of guilt, but it's a cycle of joy and thanksgiving that he has forgiven our sins, past, present, and future. Do you have enough faith to believe that? To move on. To come out of the hole that you're in and say, Lord, what can I do for you? Now, this is what the writer of Hebrews is saying. Get past the elementary stuff, move to maturity, and the first points have to do with quit having to ask forgiveness all the time and have faith enough to believe that Jesus has forgiven you and that you can grow so that you don't get into that cycle. That's A. Secondly, instructions about baptisms and the laying on of hands. This We're talking to the Jewish people here. This instruction's about baptisms. There were all different kinds of washings. That's another word for baptism. Now, different eminent scholars uh, say it was baptism, but I'm sort of going in the directions of washings, those ritual washings that if I do this, then I will be clean. In other words, Lord, I messed up today. I need to get back to church. I need to go work on the churchyard. I need to do something that will help me to feel better about what I'm doing. And for the Jews, it had to do with those ritual washings, that cleansing over and over. And what the writer is saying here is that Jesus has done all the cleansing that we need. He's done it. So if you're working hard to feel better about your relationship with Jesus, would you remember that he's done all the work? And when you work hard, work because he's done all the work. Not that you have to do it over again. You're moving from the elementary to the more mature type of believer. The laying... uh, the instructions about baptisms and the laying on of hands. And then we have the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. One of the things that they were facing back then, they were still trying to figure out what, when Jesus was going to come back because Jesus said, I'm going to come back soon. And not only that, there was a big controversy over if somebody died before Jesus came back, what happened to them? Remember, this is really contemporary with Jesus. There were people there who had understood and been with Jesus or been around him, and all of a sudden their relatives were starting to pass away and Jesus hadn't come back yet. They're going, what happens to our friends, our family? Well, all this controversy, get past it. Realize that Jesus died for them and that they will, they will rise again with him. This was the contemporary teaching that needed to be taught so that they could move from being elementary, scared believers to mature, hopeful believers. Now, the way we see that today is I know people right now, friends of mine here, who really don't have time for church because they're spending so much time in prophetic ministries on TV. Okay? They're really so busy trying to figure out when Jesus is going to come back that they don't have time for church. And I'm going, wait a minute. We don't know when Jesus is going to come back, but we do know we need each other. I know I need you. Hopefully you need me the same way. And because of that need and because of that relationship, we bring glory to God here in Malala. People see that. People see Ted with his funky beekeeper uh, mask on on Saturday out here working. They go, good for him. It's the little things that can really help encourage people and bring them closer to Jesus. So what we see here in Hebrews is it's time to move ahead. And then we get to that last verse, and God permitting, we will do so you realize that our growth is really up to God and you realize that if you mess up so much that God may punish you and maybe God might take you home a little sooner just to get you out of this mess. Corinthians talks about this where that kind of uh, um, we get to the place that we're so dead or not awake that that uh, we're just not hearing what the Spirit has to say to us. Oh, don't get there, okay? Don't do it. Keep moving from the elementary to maturity so that you can grow. And so all this passage is saying is get past the milk, let's get into the meat, and start growing, and start quit working on... uh, doing all the work ourselves and realize what Jesus has done for us. Now, are you willing to do that? That's the question. I heard a joke this past week. Pretty good one. It's about a lawyer and a doctor and a pastor. They went uh, hunting together and they saw this big buck in the distance and they all shot at the same time and the buck fell dead. Well, they went up to it, and they were all arguing as to who shot it. And this law enforcement or this ranger came up, and, and they asked him. He said, they said, how do we know who killed this buck? Well, the ranger looked down at it and said, well, that's easy. It was the pastor. He said, how would you know that? Well, the bullet went in, went in one ear and out the other. Sometimes I, that's what I think. Are you hearing this about the maturity? It's time to move on a little bit. Are you hearing? Is the Spirit speaking to you saying, Wow, how do I need to grow? And, Wow, God, help me to grow and don't let me get so hard that I'm missing what you want me to do and how you want me to grow. Now, take out your sermon notes, Paige. I want to go over several ideas for how we can move on up, and why it's important to move up and to make progress rather than just sitting here on our behinds. No, I'm not. I'm I'm standing, but you guys are. By the way, it's almost more fun preaching, okay, than having to sit there, especially if I get boring. I don't know if I'm boring. You have to tell me later. But but still. I'm trying not to be, okay? But how do we move on up? Number one, or the reason why we need to move up, moving up means I'm not moving backwards, okay? Moving up means I'm not moving backwards. You realize that if your status quo in your Christian life just stays the same, that you're really not staying the same. You're actually losing ground. Okay, so if you're comforting yourself that's the same as you were four or five years ago, don't comfort yourself that much. Because Jesus always wants us to grow. Become more hopeful. Become more happy. Become more joyful. Become more patient. Have more wisdom. Become more open. Share with others. Moving up means I'm not moving backwards. Number two, moving up is something that God commands and that he expects. Moving up is something that God commands and that he expects. He expects you to make progress. When you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you and that Jesus has died for you and forgiven you your sins, time to move ahead. Number three, moving up shows myself and others that I'm sincere. Moving up shows myself and others that I'm sincere. Now, this one got to me because sometimes I'm thankful that I'm the same some ways that I was the week before. But I really need to be saying, Lord, what is it this next week that you want me to do and show me that's going to help me to know that I'm growing and it will help Barbara to know that I'm growing and helps to show Barbara that I'm sincere. It may be just a little thing, a little step forward. But if I'm not taking a step forward, what am I doing? I'm going backward. Yeah. Number four, moving up is its own reward. Moving up is its own reward. What that means is when you're moving ahead rather than just staying still, it feels good. It's hard, but it feels good. Remember, Jesus as our high priest, learned obedience as the Son of Man, and he cried tears tears uh, that showed the agony and the, the effort and the desire to follow the will of the Father on this fallen earth, and it took hard work, but because of the joy set before him, he endured and kept going. Look where he is now. Wow. He knew about that. So it's hard work, but in a way, it's its own reward. And you see that reward here as well as you will see it in heaven. Moving up, number five, brings credit to Jesus with others. Moving up brings credit to Jesus with others. In other words, I may not know it, but people are watching me. And they're watching you, too. And what they see Either draws them closer to Jesus or further away, and it may sort of work in the middle. Sometimes uh, people just don't see, but what you want them to see, they want you want them to see Jesus in you. Man, I've got this big meeting this afternoon. Barbara and I do with our homeowners association with an attorney at four o'clock, then a five o'clock with our homeowners association about a possible court case coming up, and I'm saying, oh, Lord, what am I getting into as the HOA president? Well, all I can do is say, Lord, whatever happens, help me to handle it in a way with grace, with truth, not to be confusing, but to listen and to make a consensus decision with our neighborhood in a way that brings people closer to you rather than further away. That's the best I can do. I don't have the answer. I don't even know what all the questions are yet, but I will this afternoon. But you see, that'll either bring credit to Jesus or people will say, man, that guy's a pastor. What a jerk. He didn't listen to me or he didn't handle this as well as he could. So that's my prayer this afternoon. A lot of you are going through issues that you say, Lord, help me to know how to handle myself. Moving up brings credit to Jesus with others. Moving up, number six, leads to future rewards. That would be a fun series to do, Barbara, wouldn't it? Remember when Terry did that series of rewards on rewards in heaven? Folks, God understands our desire to be rewarded. And he asks us to be faithful No matter what, but he says, and when you are faithful, you have this to look forward to and this to look forward to. And not only this to look forward to, but even now, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control that the Holy Spirit gives us now. But folks, when we get to heaven, we're going to be surprised at the joy that's going to fill our hearts because God made us in his image. So he understands us completely. You like a good challenge? Oh, yeah. God knows that. Do you like to be rewarded for work well done? (laughs) Yeah, me too. God knows that. We have so much to look forward to. Moving up leads to future rewards. Now, what is it going to look like uh, as we talk about our church family moving up? What's moving ahead look like for us together? I mean, I can talk about my own personal situation, Barbara and I, things that we can do, but, but what's it going to look like for us as we head through the summer and head to the fall? How does this church grow up and mature? Maybe a little thing, maybe a bigger thing, but how are we going to do that? Carol, I see those wheels turning, right? I mean, everybody's wheels should be turning, but it's a good question, isn't it? What are those things it's going to take to help our church to grow? Um, I'm asking you. I'm moving past the me preaching to you to, this is a family talk, that we can be praying, on, praying about things together, but we need to come up with these things that God gives us together to have a good answer. As I look ahead to possibly having uh, uh, almost a change in the demographic of Malala where all of a sudden 40 to 60 families are coming out north where they never came out this way before on a daily basis, that's big. And again, I can't promise that that builds the church. But I'm saying, Lord, how do we prepare ourselves for what you might want to do here? One of the things we're working on is our family Sunday school. Um, just simply starting with that, we're taking the folks that we have and we're having fun. And, and uh, Brenna came up with a great name, Family Fun Bible Adventures. You have Bible Warriors, Bill. Bill's going, yeah, Bible warriors. We're, we're working on something, and, and we're going to explore the Bible together as families. And, folks, if we get that going, other families may say, I want my kids to be learning about the Bible the way they're learning about the Bible. See, all of a sudden, we're preparing the f- soil for what God might want to do. That's one thing we can do. We don't have the youth group figured out yet, but we're going to have to start with the younger ones because we got those. We don't have many of the youth right now. We need them. So that's just one of those things. Lord, help us to grow in our Sunday school uh, so that families are encouraging their children to grow in God's Word. Uh, Tom, you mentioned uh, possibly a basketball league or something, uh, and you've done some coaching in the past. And so, Tom's brain is spinning about the gym over there. What can we do to, to draw folks closer to Jesus, either help them to find Jesus or follow Jesus through sports, right? You know yesterday we had a group of us guys work out in the in the yard but we all prayed together first it was great great way to start we we uh, pointed each other towards the Lord first and then had a great time working out there well at least most of the time you know you guys all know Tom and Michelle Tom and Michelle this is everybody Um, Tom and Michelle been here a few months or so man it's good to have you guys And uh, even when you fall down on a Saturday night, you pick yourself up and come on back. (laughs) So what are our assets and what has has God given us? I think he's given, I love our family, our church family. I'd like to see it bigger, but I love the healthiness of of, uh, Roy and Shirley, you guys at the front door. God's brought you back, Shirley, to where you're able to help in a way that you probably thought you wouldn't be able to do again right? And that encourages all of us. And uh, um, Barbara, you're working with the ladies in uh, mobilizing our women in leadership with our nursery and uh, all the different areas that Shirley's been doing that we're gathering around. And Shirley's actually teaching us and making sure we know how to do things right, right? That's part of the process of passing things on as well as doing them. And Shirley's so good at that. I mean, she's good at a lot of things. I couldn't even list them all. Sherry, what you do with that prayer list on Sunday morning? That's so cool. You bring those prayer needs before the people in Sunday school and uh, um, the spread out. And Do you put those in the lobby afterwards? Yeah, the, the prayer sheet? The prayer room. Okay. Um, that focus on prayer. Remember we were focused on prayer and now we're working on that area of faith and growing together. We need to keep working on prayer as well. It all works together. But we're saying, Lord, give us faith for what you want us to do next. Uh, Somebody else. What can we be praying for that takes us past elementary behavior into maturity So that we're moving ahead and trying to keep up with what I see God doing around here. Linda. Pray for what? Unity. Unity. How are we doing in that? Give me your perspective. Are we doing pretty well with unity? What do we need to pray for especially? I like it. Yeah. Very good. And you notice when I talked about the school earlier, I did that because our board talked about it earlier, and we want you to know as much as possible so that we can be praying together and working on this. And any questions or ideas you have, we want to hear about them because we're excited about the opportunity, and you have given us the ability to lead in that area, but one of the ways we lead is by listening. We listen to God, we listen to each other to lead more effectively. Uh, Roy, your ideas for out here really helped with that breezeway. You see, there are things like that that we listen to, we work on together. That unity, being like-minded, having the mind of Christ, and not just doing our own thing, but being together, right? And Lee's taking notes. I ask him to take notes so we don't forget these things. What else? Bill. Um, what did he just say? I'm having trouble hearing, Bill, because of my, my hearing aids and the fans. He's okay.
1: basically asking us to think a broad sense of the park, if there's something there that's going to be a positive and possible negative to us in the long term, because of wear, we need to check that and get it done so that uh, you don't have liability
0: in the future. Very good. Um uh Dwayne, you guys putting in the bark and refixing those uh wood panels around the swing, that was major. And in fact, I saw families the night after out there and I'm going, Lord, thank you that we did that. So good job. These are things, uh, we have new swing set seats. Try to say that 10 times fast. Okay, we have new swing set seats and uh, uh, we had some folks contribute and put those in, painting uh, the playground, we need to make sure it's uh, fixed uh, safety issues, right? Um, good point. Good point. Somebody else. I'm praying for more leadership from each one of you so that, uh, uh, as God has given you a gift, you say, Hey, I want to use that. How can I use this the best way? In other words, it's not pigeonholing people into areas that they're not good at, but saying, Hey, I can do this. I can help. And, um, That's happening. I see that happening in women's ministry. Um, The guys yesterday, we need more men in leadership, praying together, working together. So that's one of our goals as we work together, not just a board of three or four, but a board surrounded by 10 or 15 or 20 men that uh, we are together, right? In unity, like-minded in Christ. Bill, you had something else? Bill, that's good. Um, God's faithful to listen and to respond, right, when we ask. And you notice we're spending more time together praying. And Lee, thank you for, the, for your facilitating abilities, just listening and praying for, for needs of people. We need to do that together. It really helps. Um, and we see God answer when we do that, too. Nikki. It's like God has uh, told us to go out and minister like a mission field, but all of a sudden he's saying, hey, I'm bringing the mission field to you. Right? You to do? Do you to and sometimes I'm he drops it right in our lap and we're going, boy, Lord, what do you want me to do? Nikki, you're right. Uh, and one of the things that we need to really pray about is the fact that uh, we have Christian owners and uh, phenomenal. But these are, this is not our preschool. But we just say it's God's preschool. If He brought it here, and then we use our heads to figure out how to encourage families and love them without being intrusive, but to show them the example of God's love that draws them closer to Him. Right. I love that. And it's going to take us working together to figure out how to do that the best way. Oh, man. Okay, we're going to close it. And we're going to close it in prayer. Bill, why don't you start us off? And a couple others pray, and I'll close. And let's just say, Lord, help us to mature, to move from the elementary to the mature, to move on up this week in whatever little way you want us to. And then next week whatever way you want us to. Help us to do it together, Linda, like-minded, with the mind of Christ, with unity, with creative ideas where we're seeing what God's brought into our lives. Right, Nikki? Using them effectively. Lee, why don't you come out up and close us in prayer? Would you please? Let's all stand together.
2: Thank you, everybody, for being here. And it is really good to, that we didn't chase you away last week. <laughs> I'm glad you both were. Whoa, that was hot. Glad you both were able to make it, too. So glad to see everybody. Let's bow again in in a word of prayer and give God the glory for the day. Our Heavenly Father, God, we do thank you, for you are an awesome God. You are amazing beyond compare. There aren't enough words to express our gratitude and our Our thanks for everything that you've given to us and everything that you're doing in our lives. So many ways we don't even imagine, we can't even understand you're involved. Thank you. So Lord, we just pray that you will take this day, take us individually, help us to grow. Help us to grow closer to you and to, to walk closely with you every day. And not just play church on Sunday morning, but take everything that you do and everything you've taught us and and put feet to our faith and walk out of these doors and into this world and share the good news the message that you have given us forgiveness a redemption salvation in Jesus Christ let us take it to the rest of this world and help us to just give you the praise every step of the way, this day and this entire week. And we ask it for your sake, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, you everybody, for being here. We look forward to to seeing you next week, too.